48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, law number one on this week's episode of Success Convo. What's up, guys? Ryan here. And I'm Kate. We are busting into the Robert Greene book, 48 Laws of Power. This is all about social intelligence. We are in the social economy. One thing to understand is that you need other people to achieve your goals more than you ever have before. But a lot of people are lacking social intelligence. And what this book, The 48 Laws of Power, does is kind of break things down into how to become a more adept, socially intelligent person. Basically, have you avoid pitfalls of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, things that can lead to career deaths and slow down your personal growth. And what we're going to do is kind of start a little mini series here, but we won't tell you when the episodes are dropping. Maybe we'll tease it in the future, but every now and then we're going to take success convos and we're going to bust into one in chronological order. So right now we're going to cover law one. Kate, you ready to do this? I'm ready. I'm excited for this. This is one of my favorite books. Absolutely. Me too. And I think it's just required reading all around. So let's jump into law one. Law one is never outshine the master. What that actually means is that you do not want to purposefully or accidentally cast a shade on somebody who is above you, especially in your field. If you're not familiar with 48 Laws of Power, what Robert Greene does is he pulls actual events from kings and leaders in history and shows historically how these laws have helped them rise to power or hold power or maybe even plummet if they disobey one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the law, give it to you. So right now we're talking about never outshine the master and give you four rules to understand when it comes to each one to better help your workplace and your self-development and your growth. Now, for this law, this law is very important. If you don't know what a master is or you don't have a mentor, you should probably go out and get a mentor. And this is with anything that you're trying to achieve. Do you agree with this? Absolutely. Mentors are so key for, for a multitude of reasons, but it's also important to be careful in how you select your mentor because I've seen people and, and heard stories about people emailing like Bill Gates, for example, and saying, hey, I, I want to give back. I aspire to be just like you. I want to be an inventor. I want to put out great products that change people's lives. Depending on where you're at, Bill Gates probably is not going to write you back, right? So find somebody who's not at your level because that's probably not somebody who's going to have the expertise and the gravitas to be able to mentor you to, to get to where you want to get to, but somebody who's not so high up that they're still going to be able to and have the time and the effort um, that they can allocate to making you better. Exactly. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to drop my big takeaway on you right now, and I'll kind of dig into it a little bit later, but it is be self-aware. The entire 48 Laws of Power book, if you read this book and then you go through your normal day, you'll find so many individuals who are not self-aware. One thing to keep in mind when choosing a mentor, when dealing with a mentor, when dealing with people above you, below you, is to be self-aware. And we're in a constant struggle with learning who we are and we're you know, bettering ourselves each day and everything like that. But don't outstep your boundaries. If you're going to choose that mentor, like Kate mentions, and you want to reach out to that mentor, think about how to approach that person. So many people will reach out to mentors and act like they're equals. This person's obviously doing way bigger things than you. Why are you reaching out to them like, hey, you know, listen, I, I also have my own website or your website gets 10 hits a day. His website gets 100,000 hits a day. Think about 
Think about your place before you go and choose a mentor. And that's exactly what this law is all about and not outshining that mentor. So let me dig in here to the four rules for not outshining a mentor. So you've chosen your mentor. You definitely know that you want to take a shortcut because that's what's... Can I offer one more piece about how to choose a Absolutely. mentor? This is really not so much who you choose, but how you go about it. And we're all, for better or for worse innately selfish creatures, right? We do things because they're in our self-interest. And yeah. a lot of people don't like to admit that, but it's just a harsh, cold truth of how it. the world yeah. works. And when you approach somebody to be your mentor, they're far more likely to do it if you can give them a reason that it's in it's to their benefit for them to take you under their wing and teach you what they know. Because they're not going to give away that information for free. They're not going to devote their time and their energy and their efforts to building you up if there's really not something at the end of the day in it for them. And it could be something small or it could be something significant. So if you have a skill, an idea, if you have something that could make their company better, if you have something that, you know, you've noticed that they're, they could be doing a little bit better and you want to offer a constructive suggestion, those are all great ways to get your foot in the door and show that you really do have a value added for that person as opposed to just wanting to take from them. 100%. And when you go about choosing that mentor, buy their products support their brand, share all their stuff, whatever it takes to get noticed. You have to have those rounds chambered before you go and reach out to that mentor. I'm telling you guys right now, I get like at least 10 to 15 messages per day from people asking me certain questions about RE Fitness alone. And do you know how many of them are just, they just want to pick my brain. They want me to call them. I've, they've never We've never interacted in any way. They haven't bought a product. They haven't mentioned anything to me, but they want me to just give them my time. Do you think I even pay them any mind? I'll be frank with you. I don't. I actually find it a little insulting. Couldn't agree more. I've seen those messages and I just think it's a little bit disrespectful. It's completely disrespectful. And honestly, that's how you have to look at it. If I'm going to talk to anybody who's even on my level or even below me, I am definitely going to buy their products. I'm going to get interested, find out exactly what they're doing first. You have to know who you're dealing with, who you're talking to, which goes back to self-aware. Now let's dig into these four rules. The first one, you want to remember to compliment genuinely your superiors. You always have got to be layering in thankfulness and compliments toward their helping of you or toward what they're doing because you never want them to hold back information. And if you don't hit them with a little bit of flattery, you know, don't go over the top, don't make it obvious, but you always have to keep boosting them up on a pedestal so you can actually get more from them. One thing that's pretty valuable here is to remember to avoid superlatives. Avoiding superlatives, I think, can, can go a long way in terms of making you look genuine. And they'll actually come off as deceitful. The mentor or the person above you can look at that and see, oh, they're trying to flatter me. They're really going hard with this. It will appear as disingenuous. If you want to play it safe, here's a power tactic. And throughout the 48 Laws of Power series, I'm going to drop these little things in there. I'm going to call them power tactics. They're little zings, little things that I picked up over the years that are guarantees the little tricks here it is make a small mistake on purpose so you can get assistance from that master it lends itself to a very genuine compliment built in you like that i like that i think you got to be careful with it but i like it you don't want to make yourself look like a buffoon you don't make yourself look like an idiot especially in front of that mentor but if you just mess something up a little bit so that you can kind of pat them on the back for helping you you can see how much skill they actually have and you can probably get up a notch with them for you know being so thankful for their, their help. Absolutely. Rule number two for this law is to avoid unintentionally outshining that master. If you are naturally more skilled than them in a certain field, you do not want to go full bore in front of them as to 
put yourself in a better place than them. Not if you still need information from them. Because what that's going to do is it's going to cause their ego to rile up and pit them as a competitor against you. So if you have something that shines very bright, whether it's your charisma or whether you're in the finance field and you're very good with numbers, don't throw all of that in their face. You're going to have to throttle back so that they don't hold back their information from you. This is key. I've actually seen this one violated numerous times. There's one instance that comes to memory where I was in a business meeting with a partner of mine and we had an intern with us and there was a PowerPoint presentation that this intern had, had assisted in preparing. And the partner just was, you know, running through the material and sort of fielding questions and misspoke something. He said one of the a percentage wrong. So he said like 25% instead of 15%. And the slide actually said 15%, but he said 25 And the intern said, oh, I think you mean 25%. Ooh. And there's all these business oh, people in fired. the room. And, and it was just very, very awkward. You know, cringe. someone uh-huh. trying to show that they were smarter. They knew what was going on. They were on the ball and which are all good things to be, but you know, let the person that's higher above you make the mistake and don't try to course correct them because that will just come across as like you're completely <laughs> out of touch, outshining, you know, trying to be better than somebody. It's, Please it's tell not me a they, got, they got fired. Uh, we did not call them back. <laughs> I'm a merciful <laughs> person, but that's, that's just crazy. I mean, the thing to do is to give them a little sleeve tug afterwards and say, hey, oh, by the way. You know, that's yeah. And I debated doing that, but I was like, you know what? This person's, you know, doing their thing. They're probably not going to come back for <laughs> right, another I year. I'm just going to let it totally go. Totally gotcha. So just remember to kind of pipe down and let them do most of the talking. Get yourself the upper hand. Rule three, once you do have the mentor's respect, you've helped them do certain things. You're moving up the rungs with that mentor. You need to be careful in this position never feel special. One thing that always ruins a relationship. Whenever I see a boss, I see a second in command. If that second in command and him start getting too friendly and you know the second in command starts to feel special, the second you start to feel special, you're getting way too close to the fire there and you're going to cause problems. Remember to keep your personal distance and view yourself the same as the rest of the peers no matter where you fall in that rung. This is a good one. Knowing your place is super important and remembering that nobody's irreplaceable. Just because somebody has taken you under their wing and sort of shown you the ropes doesn't mean that they're going to continue to do that, especially if they sense that you're you know, creeping up a little bit, trying to get ahead of them, um, feeling entitled. That's, you know, having this sense of entitlement is the worst thing because it's going to turn somebody off in the mm-hmm. worst way and they're just going to find somebody else, a new mentee to bring up under their wing. They, ca- they can easily find somebody else. Mm-hmm. So remembering and, and being humble about the fact that you're not the only fish in the sea is, is very important. Very good. Number four, succeed together. When you get victories for your company, uh, when I was a police officer, I used to get arrests for my department. I would always pay tribute to my superiors and say, you know, this is very good supervising. My sergeant's great. My lieutenant's great. One of the reasons you want to do this is because you want to let them know that you're a team player. This does two things. One, it actually lifts you up. And in their eyes, they see you at the same level that they are. Two, it's a way to pay homage. 
and they are going to open the floodgates and give you way more information. They're going to give, they're going to help you lift you up when they know that you're actually giving them your successes. This ties back to my point about showing that it's more than just a one-way street and showing that you have value added to bring to the table. And it's not just about your mentor and what they can give to you. It's also what you can give to them. And that's the four little rules for never outshining your master. These episodes can be quick because they're nice and bite-sized points. I want you to walk away and think about them. I know a lot of people that are listening to this right now are going to go and grab this book. I urge you to do it. What do you think? You think she grab it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But don't get ahead of us on the podcast because we're going to drop some great tips here. Let's go. Let's go one at a time (laughs) and we will discuss them. And by the way, I wonder if we had a good place to discuss podcast episodes and successful mind items. You know any place we could find that? We have a new Facebook page. There's a new forum, (laughs) Sleepless for Success. Search it right now. Kate or myself or another admin will approve your request. This is where we're going to drop everything. Come together as a group and conglomerate these points. We're going to talk money, success, goals, vision, drive. Everything in here, motivation, all success-driven paths. I'm excited for this. This is a great next step for a success combo. Remember, search it out. Throw it into the Facebook search. Pretty soon, you can probably throw it into the Google search because I secure the domain, and it is called Sleepless for Success. Now, for my big takeaway. You ready for my big takeaway? I'm ready. I teased it when I said this was all about self-awareness. I'm going to drop a quote on you right now. Self-awareness is one of the rarest human commodities. We're not talking about self-consciousness where you're limiting and evaluating yourself. It's about being aware of your own patterns. So many of us are looking outward. We're looking outward for motivation. We're looking outward for what others are doing about success. We're constantly looking for the next book. We might grab 48 Laws of Power. But a lot of us need to stand in front of the mirror. And I don't mean that literally. I mean it figuratively. And look back. I think a good gauge is look back at your last three days. Find out how you fit in the rungs of things. Find out who your circle is. So many people are not self-aware. That's my big takeaway. This is great. I love that big takeaway. One of the most important parts of building a strong mentor-mentee relationship. And just getting social intelligence all together. You can carry that quote and you can carry that idea throughout your entire read of 48 Laws of Power and throughout the entire rest of your life. You'll get a lot out of it. Agreed. Let me hear yours. Mine is to listen two thirds and talk one third. And what I mean here is there's a lot that you can learn from anybody who's in a position to be your mentor if you take the time to listen. So yes, it's okay to ask questions. Yes, it's important to offer feedback when somebody gives you advice or is engaged in a conversation with you. But showing that you're actively listening and taking in what the other person is saying is a sign of respect. And it also is going to allow you to significantly benefit more than if you were the one sitting there dominating the conversation. So listen two-thirds, talk one-third, and it doesn't have to be a precise ratio, but the point is to actively listen more than you're talking. Do you guys notice something awesome here too? Kate has lived by this. I think I've talked two-thirds of this podcast and Kate's only talked (laughs) one-third. I wasn't making any particular point or observation there. She's about it. She's about it. (laughs) I like this. I think the 48 Laws of Power series for Success Convo is going to be very powerful, very good. Guys, remember to share. Hashtag Success Convo. Tag us. And now we have a place to chill. Join us in Sleepless for Success. I'll see you there. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next one and see you in the group.